Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies possibly ending in a Z. Not yet, but maybe sometime in the future. Hey, if you want to join in on the fan vote, make sure you get your movie recommendations in. Uh, the fan vote usually happens after uh, or during Tay's recommendation episode. So um, new episode, uh, new movies actually get put to the top of that list. So you can join the ranks like Coco, who recently suggested a movie. So his movie is going to be in the next vote. What about that? Uh, but if you want to put a movie in for the recommendation, just go ahead and leave a comment on the latest episode of Film Freaks with a Z on YouTube, or you can talk in my Discord section, uh, my movie review section on the Discord, or you can send us an email at ff.filmfreakswithaz at the end at gmail.com. Without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I am Yemi the Ferret. Who am I here with? Brady Waffle. Hey, Mishin. And just callous. And also, let me make an already a clarification. This is for today, not film freaks, but actually film comrades with a Z. Film comrades. That's yeah, right. comrades. Yes, quite. You know, this is the first time in a while that we've had we haven't had um, you know, something to talk about before the podcast starts. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So greedy. Why don't you go ahead and just uh, start us off? Alright, so I recommended Enemy at the Gates from 2001. It is directed by Gene Jacks Anu, and she, they also wrote it, and Alan Goddard wrote it. Stars are Jude Law, who plays the Russian sniper, Ed Harris, who plays the German sniper, uh, Joseph Fiend as Commissioner Danilov, and Rachel Lesk as Tanya, and... Yeah, Ron that's about Perlman. Ron, yeah, Ron Don't Perlman. Don't forget uh, about Bob Hoskins. Right, Bob there's, Hoskins. There's some. Yeah. I didn't even notice there were some big names in this one that I didn't. I didn't even think about. Um, um, a little synopsis. It's real short. A Russian and a German sniper play a game of cat and mouse during the Battle of Stalingrad in World War Two. Um, so I'll start off the conversation, and I would like to start off with. Uh, no, I'm growing up. I was a big Call of Duty fan, and within like the first 15 minutes, I was like, "Wow, this is where Call of Duty got all this stuff at," because there was the uh, Call of Duty, and then the World at War, and there was all kinds of Call of Duty nostalgia in here. What do you guys think? Yeah, basically the first three Call of Duties is basically what this movie is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the Russian like. You, I mean, Finest Hour was like the first console version of Call of Duty, and like the entire first part of that Russian campaign is just this movie, pretty much. And then the original Call of Duty, of course, it has like the same entrance, and it even even the original Call of Duty has like the part where the soldiers are being gunned down by the their own troops, you know. And then obviously, World at War has that huge level where it starts with you know the the dead bodies in the fountain which is pretty much taken from this movie as well but i wouldn't say taken i would say inspired by for sure yeah that's scene that scene specifically gave me the vibes of that very the that mission in particular in call of duty do you guys notice that the grandfather of the kid um looks kind of looked like reznov no okay no i don't remember i haven't, I haven't ever played the call of duty games so but um <laughs> Well, he kind of looked like him. I guess, maybe that's where they got his design from. Inspired by. Inspired by. Well, speaking of the opening scene, I mean, this is how you 
do a, a movie opening. I loved the the whole opening scene. It's like very very intense. Like it really does a good job of like pulling you in and like just keep. Oh, Callus, you cut out. Hello, can you hear me? So? I can hear you now. You cut out um, a few seconds ago. Um, I was just intense. Yeah, I was just saying like the the opening scene is like very intense and uh, like the I forgot what I said. <laughs> well, yeah, I, guess, I do. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I do agree. It's very intense and it really does show like how desperate the Russians were, like and how brutal they were too. You know, guys are retreating because they have no ch chance against the you know the German front line. And they're shooting their own teammates, or teammates. <laughs> they're shooting their own guys, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, who killed more Russians, the Germans or the Russians themselves? Uh, the Russians did. Yeah, I would say Stalin went, takes Stalin the cake definitely. on that one. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, this movie does a good job of, like, showing that brutal part of the war where, like, the Russians were so hell-bent on, like, we need to take the city back that they were just throwing tons and tons and thousands of thousands of troops just at the Germans hoping something would happen and um, it's actually quite interesting that one lone sniper and this is based on a true story as you guys saw at the end of the movie yeah. one lone sniper was able to like start to start the downfall of the Germans because they um, you know he, he took out so many of the officers so we looked up afterwards we didn't realize it was a true story until the end when it's like you know, he went on to do this or whatever. Um, so we looked it up, and he killed roughly uh, like 250, somewhere in that area, like uh, German soldiers and stuff, just in Stalingrad. Wow, that's yeah, That's why they had the counter throughout the books, you know, with the helmets, with the X on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, well, he, that wasn't exactly lot. why they had the counter. The counter was for morale, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Although, apparently... Um, the movie did a really bad job of, um, what's her name? Tasha? Or whatever. Tanya? Uh, Tanya. Thank you. I was like, Rachel Weiss's character. Oh, yeah. Tanya. Um, yeah. In the books, or not in the book, in real life, she, she was also a sniper and a badass. She didn't kill as many, but she was trained by him to be a sniper, which they didn't get into that in the movie, but... Mm. Yeah, they just kind of were like, ah, she grew up with a gun in her hands, and that's all we really need. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She's just here for this love triangle. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, like, the true story behind her, but yeah, that would have probably been made the movie a little bit more interesting if he, that, if they had leaned more towards that for the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, like I said, she didn't kill as many. I think she, only, she killed, like, 25, though, which is still, you know, pretty good. Yeah, it's oh, too bad they yeah. didn't show more of like her actually shooting things in the. Yeah, movie. I was about to say she, it, it seemed, seemed like, like she was just there to, you know, kind of like emotional. Yeah, the the rifle was just a prop for her character. She didn't actually. I don't think she even used it once. Yeah, I don't think she used it once at all. Basically. Yeah. But I guess that leads me into. Uh, I thought the love triangle was just a mess. It was. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I felt like it was very unneeded. Yeah, it really brings down the movie for me because like everything else is like so visceral, and like you know all the, all the action scenes are, are are very brutal, and then you have this like really sappy love triangle happening that it was just it, it was kind of I don't know if I'm using the right word here, but it was kind of cringy at some parts, honestly. 
Yeah. What's funny is, by all accounts, that never happened. There was no love triangle. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which makes sense. But That's yeah. just in there for the Hollywood audience, you know? Yeah, yeah. I felt like, you know, like in a war like that, I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know. Like, you wouldn't do that? I don't know. I felt like, who knows? This it, could be just saying something, but I feel like, you no, know, they would have their mindset on something else then, you know? Oh, let's they, have... they, Let's have sex around, you know, 500 troops, you know? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so they, they, they did have a, a love affair. Like, they, they were in love. Um, but, yeah, they, that, they didn't. I don't know if about the, them doing it in the middle of the bunker with several people around or whatnot. But it, there was a love story between them. Yeah. I mean, it's quite possible that they did that actually in the trenches you know because i mean where else yeah. are they gonna honestly go yeah but obviously just, it's a bit it's a bit awkward you know yeah they just wanted a reason to show the wise ass <laughs> i'm i'm not complaining <laughs> and continuing off of going off of you no know, relationships i felt like that you know i mean yeah the scene where the kid is shown you know hung up in the you no know, as like like to get the mom to freak out I I felt Mom? like there was nothing. Uh, what? No, it's his uh, sister, right? Or was no, it the, the mom didn't even know. Sister. The mom thought that the her son like went over to the Germans. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like I felt like that was just kind of random. I mean, I know it was why it was used, but I just also felt like it was just like okay. <laughs> mm, I, I thought that was built up pretty well. I mean, throughout the whole movie, that kid is um. You know, talking to both sides, and he's trying to help the you know Vasily or whatever his name is. Yeah, Vasily. Yeah. You know, hunt down yeah, this geez. German, and I mean, the major was, you know, thought you know he 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 tested him by giving him the exact location he was going to be, and blah blah blah, and that's when he knew that the kid was feeding information to Vasily. So, in order to make a statement, that's why he hung the kid, and it was I mean. I I, just, I guess I just don't agree with what you said at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would. When you put it like that, I guess I didn't just didn't think of it like that. Yeah, I agree. It's an, yeah. It was an effective scene for me too because uh, Major Koenig also like he was telling him like the day before like you make gotta make sure you promise me you stay home because yeah. like even he was had started to develop you know well, like a connection that, to him. Yeah, and at that point, yeah, I mean, he knew what the kid was doing. He used the kid there at the end, but like. All right, this kid's just telling him everything I say. This is how, I know he's not dead. This will lure him out there. But as long as the kid stays, I won't have to do anything with the kid. I'm using the kid to get them the information. So, like, kind of a double, triple cross or something he was trying to set up. But then the kid showed up, and he's just like, all right, I told you to stay, stay home, but you didn't. So now I got to kill you. <laughs> Which, yeah. I thought it worked. I thought it was good. So yeah, which um, out of all the confrontations that the two snipers had, which one was your guys' favorite? I'm sorry, I had to I had to go do something real quick. Um, <laughs> what were you saying? I was asking like out of all the confrontations that the two snipers did, like uh, which one is your favorite? Well, definitely not the last one. Um, no, not the last one. <laughs> I, even though I liked that final moment there, where because it wasn't like a huge shootout where like with like guns bang, 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 bang. You know what I'm saying? It was just a very you know 
you know, mo- a very good moment. But I think the one where they're inside the train factory and he's stuck behind like that stove or whatever it is, and, yeah, and the he can see the, what he's doing in the glass. I thought that was probably the best one. That was pretty good. I don't. I found that like the glass just being so super reflective like that, uh, it just seemed kind of fake to me. Yeah, and how is it that all three pieces of glass show the exact same thing? That's like an, yeah. an amazing coincidence right there. Yeah. yeah. Now, mine probably is actually the first one where he tricks them into coming to the warehouse. Yeah, I about to say, I like the one where he, they go up and there's mannequins everywhere. I yeah. thought that one was pretty cool. Yeah, that one's a good one. I also would like, I mean, and movie does a good job of this, is like how crazy, like, these snipers have, like, such, like, they're in such confined areas and then like they use this like the smallest you know cracks to like peek out of and it's just crazy you know it was really cool and it was really well done shown yeah. through the movie like you know at the end you know the guy's literally like laying against a dirt pile you know or, or like a bunch of rocks <laughs> and it was just crazy yeah they definitely did funny. a good job of like showing how much patience a person needs when doing these things. And um, I think one of the most interesting parts is when, you know, Vasily just falls asleep on watch. That's what I was going to bring up. It's funny how he was just, (laughs) he fell asleep. He he was up all night before. Yeah. And then the other guy just like turned him around and he still just stayed asleep. (laughs) Yeah. But that that was a pretty good moment too, because you're like, oh, he's figuring out that he's out there. But he he was asleep that whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's also kind of cool of like the mind tricks and like the traps that they set up, like you know the mannequin, you know, laying down with the real gun or the dead German, you know, sitting on the balcony, and then he was like, "Oh, well, I'm just gonna move him now because they think he's a dead guy because they're gonna get you because they took that route, you know, I want to say multiple times, so they think that you know." Oh, I'm just gonna walk on through. You know, nothing. Yeah, and it, it it's it's kind of unfortunate that the second time, like when he takes the German soldier who's dead and moves him, like nothing actually comes of that one. I was thinking that maybe something was gonna happen, but um, yeah, it was because the kid set him up to um to have uh, Vasily go around behind him with that other guy. I do also like the the one with Ron Perlman. That scene where yeah, that was a good one. Ron's gonna go first, and he takes the shot to his face. Yeah, yeah. that's a pretty surprising moment, and I, I, I actually, I, I would say that that's probably like that whole section of the movie where they're, you know, they're just kind of sitting around and they're, you know, killing the Germans who are trying to repair the phone line and stuff. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie because you get like the most character development out of. Uh, these like three characters who we like two of them we just met like not two two minutes ago you know and it has like the most character growth and then it also just kind of shows you you know just how good of a shot this uh the, the german sniper is you know yeah uh, also yeah, them strong. using their own like the the russian soldier as the wire guy like that was brutal too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they managed to get their own person killed Yeah, they they do show a couple like good scenes of like you know how good uh Ed or the major is at you know shooting like shooting the rope and like taking the shot again with uh, Ron Perlman as he's jumping across you know 
they do a couple of that. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that he shot that he showed such um like uh cleverness and uh like he was so good at figuring out the situation and like figuring out if something's a trap and if it's a decoy or whatever. Like the fact that he's so clever is what why I had like such a huge problem with the final scene because that just it, to me it just didn't seem like something that he would do after just you know being so clever the entire movie and just like at the end just you know walking out there like that. Well, I guess yeah, um there later, but yeah. The commissioner kind of has like the same f like facial structure as Vasily kind of, you know. Yeah. When he's shot, you know, he's he's dead and he you can he can see pretty clearly that, you know, it's a bearded fellow who you know, he didn't. He could. You can't see like the major's uniform from the angle. So, I mean, maybe he was just so surprised that he got him that he was just like a little bit overconfident, I guess. Yeah, but I think it did look. You know, they looked similar, and he took off his helmet, so he would look. You know, look more like uh, this. I can't remember any say any of their names, but silly, silly, <laughs> yeah. I almost called him Vesuvius. I'm like, that's a volcano. <laughs> You've like, been playing too much Hades. I have been. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I could see him going, oh, I got him. Cool. All right. And he didn't, like, just immediately come out. Like, he double-checked and was like, okay, yeah. I think, got him. Okay. Yeah, but see, if I saw someone, like, just slowly peeking their head out like that and I would be able to shoot him, I'd be like, yeah, that doesn't seem like something that Vasily would do, you know? Yeah. There also that scene where they try to do that, like with the Ron Perlman and the, the major didn't take the shot either. Yeah. So it's like that's yeah. why, like I agree with you, Kyle. It's like that scene kind of you know it's like, eh. <laughs> or the ending, it's kind of like, eh. yeah. You would right. think that he would like, cause cause you can see pretty clearly through that scope, I suppose, at least in the movie terms of things. He, I mean, he just took the shot so quickly. You know, I I, I think that he could have waited like a millisecond. <laughs> You know, to see if it was actually him or not. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think at that point he was just shooting at anything that popped out. But right. yeah, I think. I don't know. Maybe at that point he's like, there was only one guy over here. I just killed that one guy. But yeah, it just seems weird they didn't think, well, maybe another guy showed up. So, yeah. I don't. I don't remember. I think it was pretty, pretty far into the German lines. Um, that that battle took place at the end there, um, because uh, you had to go through all the you know the German front line and stuff like that with the dead bodies, and I think I think it would make more sense that he didn't think that there would be anyone else at that point, rather than during the train station scene where there was like two extra people who showed up there. Um. So moving on, um, what do you guys think about uh the commander, uh the guy with the glasses, uh. Danilov, I want to say his name. Uh, Joseph the, commis Fine, the commissioner. The commissioner. Yes. What do you guys think about him and his acting? It looks like he has eyeliner on the entire movie. It yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I thought he did fine. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Joseph Finez or whatever his name is. Mm, uh, and, yeah. and on the same line, I'm also not a huge fan of Jude Law. I mean, they, mm. they did the job, but there's something something about. The commissioner's like his facial hair looks super fake, and <laughs> like I said, it just it looks like he has makeup on. I mean, it, it's obviously just you know his natural eyes, but I mean it's, he's so distracting in the movie. Like out of everyone in this movie, even Ron yeah. Perlman, per Perlman <laughs> seemed kind of natural in it. 
The commissioner stood yeah. out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it's I just like there's the... a group of people in a room, and he, yeah, he just stood out like he was being the loud, obnoxious one. Which I guess he's a commissioner. I guess you got to be like that, but it just seemed like, and him getting mad at that, and it just didn't I mean. I guess I understand, but it's just like really. <laughs> yeah, and there are times where point, like you're gonna have your best sniper and gonna turn him, make him the bad guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of weird that like. Did he even did he send that letter or? No, I don't think they got that letter out. Yeah, I mean it's just one of those it things. Like they make clear. this whole point to have him like being really pissed off and yelling about this, you know, all this all this bullshit, and then nothing ever comes of it, you know. And obviously, with the real world stuff that happened, we know that he wasn't, you know, tried and you know shot or whatever. Yeah, he actually died in like ninety one. Yeah. Oh wow. How did he just? Of age, or yeah, just of age. He just was. I mean, ninety-one. It's pretty old at that point for him. Oh, he said at. I thought he said in now. I, I wasn't. No, no, yeah, no, nineteen ninety-one. But I mean, at that point, he was still like in his eighties. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't do the math, but he might have been either way. Seventies, eighties, nineties, somewhere in that area. He was. Yeah. He was an older dude. But that just. I mean, this this whole thing just kind of loops around to like that whole love triangle angle was just such a bad idea for this movie. I mean, they could have had it very early on, but then, you know, the commissioner realizes that... Oh, she likes him. That Tanya likes on. him, you know, and moves on yeah. like that. But they they had this whole point where they had, they had the commissioner, you know, doing all this crap, you know, pissing off, or being pissed off, I should say. And then in the end, it's like, eh, I'm still kind of a good guy, I guess. I get her family, her, her, the mother out, and then I go back. It's like, okay, but... Where's the character growth there? There really, there's really no character growth for his character. The only thing is like, you know, he he loves the same woman as Vasily, and then he gets pissed and dies. <laughs> well, he gets pissed, then we think she's dead, and that's when he's like, oh, "I've made a mistake. I should just die." <laughs> yeah, I'm very um, conflicted about that character because like, there's times where he showed some courage, like in the beginning scene, and then other times where he's basically a coward. And a lot of back and forth. I don't know. I don't know where I fall in him. If like, yeah. I guess he serves the purpose of the movie, but at the same time, it's like, eh, I guess they could have done it a little bit better, or maybe a different actor could have done better. Yeah. Well, I think the actor did fine. I think that was the role he was supposed to play. The as a character, the character, I hated the character. <laughs> I don't yeah. think the character was needed. I think the actor played that character fine. That's what they wanted. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, no, it was just it was a bad character, and like I said, all you know, made up for the movie, and it's just it's bad. It was a needed character for the plot, for where they wanted the plot to go. Yeah, yeah. really, he could have just been in the very beginning. You know, sniper saves him, he gets promoted, and it's just like, hey, cool, I'm gonna make sure everyone thinks you're a hero, and you know, he's just kind of more of a background character. Like mm -hmm. that would have been better. Not as a like a main character, so yeah. I'm just. Showing I mean, that. I believe that like in the beginning, after you know they became friends and started hanging out and stuff and writing the article together, that yeah, that would have been fine without like that was believable. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to. I would like to see more of Bob Hi Bob uh, Hoskins in this. You know, right? <laughs> Switch out those two characters. <laughs> Although <laughs> his character wouldn't have worked as well because he was like the gruff, you know you know right hand of stalin in in, right, in, yeah. in, the, in the city um it is kind of funny to because the last thing i remember 
I mean, he's obviously been in a lot of things, but the one thing I remember him most for is Roger Rabbit. <laughs> so to see him go from being like goofy detective guy in Roger Rabbit acting with cartoons to being a, a commissioner in the Russian army is, is a little jarring. <laughs> for me, the last, for some reason, the only thing I could picture him in, like I could, they didn't remember the actor. Like until the credits, I was like, "Oh, it's Bob Hoskins." Okay, yeah, I know lots of things he's been, but when I just saw him, I was like, "The only thing I can remember him is being Smee and Hook." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was, he was Smee. <laughs> that's right. He was also Mario, Mario. In yeah, the yeah, he was Mario, Mario, Smee, <laughs> Roger Rabbit. Like he's been in a ton of stuff, but for some reason, the first thing that popped out in my head was that's Smee from Hook. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> So, so going back to that uh, go beginning scene, and uh, like in the fountain where he's sniping all the all those people, I thought that was like a, a very well seen, uh, like very cool. Yeah, I really like that the opening, the whole opening of that movie was very good. Yeah, it was really well shot, and he was a pretty good shot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I always think back to that to that scene in this movie when um, when I'm thinking of like really good action scenes um, because it's like like this whole movie isn't really like boom boom bang bang like except for like the first like i would say 25 percent of the movie and then at that point you realize okay so the movie's going to take a little bit of a shift because it's going towards more of like the you know hunter hunted kind of aspect of the movie and it does a good job of like still having enough like action and suspense there while also keeping it still in check and not being like this huge bombastic scene you know yep yeah but the yeah, movie still have plenty of like bombastic scenes too to uh, yeah add some substance to the movie. Yeah, but after that point, it it really mostly becomes like yeah, hunter cat and mouse kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Even though there's yeah. still like a scene here or there where you're seeing like random soldiers charging and dying, it wasn't like I, I wouldn't call it bombastic. I would I would just say it's like a, just a, a a snippet of like action. To, to to let the viewer know like hey there's still a giant war going on this is just like a small <laughs> battle in that giant war yeah, yeah and i guess they weren't really like all that much needed too in the movie no no yeah they, i think the you know from the opening to that point in the fountain i think that's the perfect setup for like the entire battle of stalingrad and just like letting you know like hey this is the shit that's going to be going on in the background you might not see it but it's definitely going to be still there and you know they they of course tease it a little bit here and there as the movie goes on yeah they show like quick snippets of you know like you know trench warfares and all that but you know like okay well we're focusing on the you know the snipers but okay then you know we hear gunshots in the background and all that so yeah, there were still, like, bombs going off in the background and, like, whole building shaking from bombs being dropped and the planes going overhead and all that. Yeah. yeah I, like, I guess I guess that kind of leads into, like, the uh, the effects in the movie are actually really, really good. Like, even, like, the like the destructible buildings and stuff like that, it all, it all looks really, I would say, realistic for the most part. I mean, obviously, the blood is aged a little bit. It almost looks like, um, yeah, what was that movie, Master and Commander, great. that we talked about a while ago, where, like, yeah. the blood just, it looks a little bit, like, like... Paint. Yeah, like paint, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing I want to talk... What do you guys think about nobody having an accent for, like, anything? The yeah, moments that really even... drew me out of the movie were when the Germans were speaking Germans and then they just randomly switched to English. 
Same yeah. thing for the Russian soldiers. The Russian soldiers are speaking Russian, and all of a sudden it's like, well, we didn't want to teach Jude Law how to speak Russian, so he'll just <laughs> speak English for the rest of the movie, and everyone around him is going to speak English. That really yeah. did take me out of the movie a lot, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say. Yeah, it was odd and weird. And it just like the times you're like, okay, so they do speak German. Oh, that guy is trying the German accent. Oh, no, he lost it. <laughs> I mean, it didn't... It didn't really bother me too much because, you know, I understood that they're all supposed to be Russian and, you know, they are speaking Russian to each other. But, you know, we as viewers, mm-hmm. you know, hear it in English so that we can enjoy the movie. So, you know, it didn't really bother me too much. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really pick up on it. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, my God. Well, <laughs> you know, it's on the same level as Call of Duty where it's like, hey, it's an American guy with a Russian accent, not a Russian guy with Russian accent. So, it, <laughs> you know. It did, yeah. it did, I mean, personally, it, it does take me out of it, especially when they switch back and forth. Like, if the whole movie was just English with, you know, uh, with, with the, you know... No one even trying accents or anything. Right. Like, okay, yeah, I understand what you're trying to do. It's just, they're speaking Russian to themselves, but since we're English, it's in English, fine. And I, since I, there was just some weird back and forth at times, where it's like... Yeah, and the best example I can, I can say is, like, when Assassin's Creed Unity first came out... Like, there are just sentences where it's like halfway through the sentence, they'll just change to speak in French. And it's like, <laughs> well, what's the point of that? And, and this, I had the same feeling about this movie where it's like, okay, so, you know, the major walks into this tent and they're speaking German. And then all of a sudden it's like, eh, we're speaking English now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I understand your point. All right. I want to go to the end. I know we talked about it. No, briefly. a little bit. What's it? I said, yeah, briefly we talked about it. But but I want to hear from you guys, yay or nay, with the ending. I'm going to say, oh, well, I didn't. Hmm, I don't know how to say it, because I'm conflicted about it, I guess, because I didn't like it. The initial reaction is like, oh, I, that was kind of like, I expected something more tense, you know, something more. It didn't have to be anything like bombastic or action-packed, but just I just wanted it to be more tense. Like the way that every other confrontation played out, it was very uh, suspenseful, I guess is the word. And like that last scene left a lot to be desired, so I guess I would go with Nay. Yeah, I think it's um, because they switched between like the two different perspectives um not between uh the major and vasily but they cha- they switch between danilov and vasily a few times where and you just you kind of lose track of like how long like it's been going on for you know and because of that so i don't know how they would fix that exactly because danilov has to come back to get shot in the face but i guess they could have shown him getting the family out of there and then I, it's hard. It's it's hard to say how they could rearrange it to make it feel a little bit more intense. But um, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I mean, because I, I like the ending and I like how you know the major realizes he's been played and he you know you know makes sure that Vasily has a good shot at his face so that it's a quick death. Yeah. But um, I think the ending I- ending where Vasily walks into the hospital and you know uh, Tanya's there. I I, th- I thought that was just a little bit too cheesy. Yeah. So I so, like I'm on the fence because I kind of like it, but also kind of have yeah. some criticism about it. I agree, but with Yemi there, like I didn't mind the the final sniper of him just like going, oh shit, yeah shit, I've been played, takes his hat off. So if I like that part, um, the hospital thing, which is it's funny, that's not how it happened. Like she got wounded by shrapnel stuff 
but it was in battle. Like, she was sniping, and he, he thought she was dead. And then later, when she, you know, recovered, she had heard about how he got he got injured in a battle and died, or thought he was dead. They didn't actually find out that both of them had lived until, like, 1963. <laughs> wow. And by that wow. point, they had both already married somebody else. <laughs> Which yeah, I like. I, I like better. Yeah, I just don't I mean. I don't get how Facility was there at the spot. Like, I, I guess you know, maybe they were both like going to approach each other, like to like try to like act, stab each other, I guess, or to like check it out. But I don't know. I mean, just seeing the major, like, I feel like the major would see him. I, I don't know because the sniper not having that. It just seems like you know one of those, like, does scratch your head a little bit, but. You never know, and like you guys said, it could be like heat of the moment. He'd been tricked, you know. But the ending where the girl gets on the boat, like, would she actually ever got on the boat? I mean, I feel like the Russians want to let her because they're like, oh, no, she's dead. We only take the living, you know, kind of thing. Well, apparently she did make it on the boat in the real world, so... Yeah. It makes a little sense there. Also, you have, like, the mother there pleading with the doctor. I mean, you know... I guess some some doctors have a heart of gold, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the whole ending was just like a typical Hollywoodization of the story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if she actually did go on the boat, I guess it makes sense. Hollywood got a Hollywood. I, I think <laughs> I'm with Tay on that. I, I think that the ending where they don't meet up at the end, it's a bittersweet ending, but at least you know that both of them are alive, you know. Yeah. And they could even even have explained that in the post, uh, you know, that scene where they talk about the, you know, how his rifle's still on the wall in Stalingrad and stuff like that, you know. But, nope, we gotta have this happy ending where they meet up in the hospital. Yep. Sometimes the real story is better than the Hollywood story. <laughs> exactly. But people just don't like bittersweet or sad endings. They just want that happy ending. Yep. <laughs> happy endings to sell, I guess. They do. That's why most movies that try to not do a happy ending, you know, the critics or the audience, test audiences all go, no, make it a happy ending and then they have to change it, refilm stuff. <laughs> most people want to see a happy ending. They're like, we live in misery all our lives. Give us happy endings, please. <laughs> Well, that's what indie films are for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Indie films, because they don't need test audiences. They just go, here's your sad, shitty world. Well, the indie films, they go, this is my vision. This is exactly how I want it to be. Love it or leave it, fuck you. <laughs> that's essentially yeah. what they say. <laughs> With stuff like this, yeah. it has to go through the directors. It's got to go through the, you know, the testing and the blah, 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 blah. So Yeah, it's got to be able to make money. Right. And bad endings don't make as much money. Can we real quick talk about because um, after watching this movie, I I really loved it. By the way, like spoilers, <laughs> and it got kind of got me kind of like wanting to see other like sniper movies. So, is there like any other sniper movies you guys know of that you guys would uh, also hold up there as a, like a very good sniper movie? Oh, what was that? Uh, yummy. What was that? Sniper movie we went to see with our parents in theaters. What was the name of that movie? Wasn't that a sniper movie? Like has Tom Hanks in it or something? No, that was not. No. 
Was it though? <laughs> Bridge of Spies? No, that was no, definitely I thought not that was a sniper, sniper movie. movie. No. <laughs> Uh, the one movie I can recommend to you if you want the same time period, Russian soldiers, uh, there's a movie called Come and See. I don't know if it's exactly a um, a sniper movie, but it definitely uh, is a much more serious and um, like visceral experience than this movie. Yeah. If you uh, want no, one, there's a... Uh... Oh, go ahead. I was saying that I don't know if it's a sniper movie either, but it's similar. Or um, It's called Behind Enemy Lines. Wasn't, mm. I haven't seen it forever. I remember enjoying it, but I don't know if it holds up or anything. Um, but yeah, it's about a pilot who crashes behind enemy lines. And then it's pretty much being chased and has to escape to get back to you know our side. There's some good sniper stuff in uh, Saving Private Ryan. It's not the entire movie, obviously, but um, there's some pretty cool scenes where the, the sniper in the group is taking shots. Yeah, even if it's just like the movie with just like a single sniper scene, uh, you know, I would want to get into it because I know there's, uh, I think it was it's the Hurt Locker that has like a very good, like intense sniper scene in it too. There's that uh, American Sniper too that came out oh, a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. Hey, he's like just like writing down suggestions for <laughs> his picks. <laughs> no, no, I already got my pick. Don't worry. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think, I mean, this is like, this is the only movie I really know of that's, like, based around, like, the whole, like, sniping, you know? Uh, there's a lot of other movies that have, like, parts, like I already discussed, but, um... Mm. I think this one does the sniper stuff pretty good, and, I, you know, it's it's pretty accurate to uh, tactics during World War II, so... But, like I said, the the only other, the only movie that I would say is, like, if you want Russian, and you want, like, a heavier story, and a much more visceral experience, it would be a come and see... It's about like a a boy who lives in a in a town and he goes to the war and then he comes back and the town's been like burned down to the ground. It's 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 a heavy one. I definitely wouldn't recommend it for the podcast because I think that conversation would be too too just, depressing. Honestly. Oh, that movie happened. Yeah, give it a a sad five out of five. Right. Next movie, please. <laughs> but yeah, for a modern day sniper, probably American sniper. That one's based off a true story as well. I think, uh, doesn't Black Hawk Down have a pretty good sniper section in there? I think so. Isn't that, like, because wasn't the DVD cover, like, a sniper scope on the main actor? <laughs> I, don't I don't remember. remember. It's been no, a long maybe, time no, since maybe I'm thinking of Bourne, one of the Bourne movies. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds yeah, that like Bourne, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like Jason Bourne. Oh my god, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> Alright. Anything else, gentlemen? I think no, I'm good. I think I'm good, too. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, uh, the person who picks a movie always starts off with the review. Uh, so, Enemy at the Gates. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the beginning and the introduction into the movie. Like I said earlier, nostalgia into, like, the Call of Duty games and just brought everything back. And it was very intense. And I just loved, you know, the atmosphere and like all the oh so when i'm trying to like like the just the representation of like what snipers actually did how long they sat there like the smallest crevice they're trying to look through and just their mindset and like the games that they played i thought it does a, 
excellent job of representing that. Uh, the middle of the movie does kind of slow down. Uh, did kind of get a little like, eh, you know, all right, let's go back to, you know, the snipers. The love story was a little cringy, as Yummy said. And the ending is also, I, I would have liked to see a different ending, but, or, you know, maybe like an alternate ending would have been kind of cool. Um, but that being said, I will give this movie a four out of five. Alrighty. Um, I personally would say this this movie is 50% good and 50% like why? <laughs> um, there's so much good in like the first half of the movie, including like everything up to when Ron Perlman gets sniped in the face. But there's this whole section in the middle, like Greedy said, that kind of really slows down, and then that whole like love triangle is, it gets introduced and just kind of keeps building from there. And I felt like it was really unneeded in, in a movie like this. Um, I felt like, you know, the action was pretty good, The there were some intense moments in here, and I would definitely recommend it to someone who is really into World War II like myself and Greedy. Um, but unfortunately, it starts to fall apart towards the end, um, especially with, like, the final confrontation. I mean, it's fine, in all honesty, but I, you know, just like Greedy, I would have liked to see something maybe a little bit different. And the end-end is also, like, not my favorite thing ever. And then, you know, I think some of the casting choices were a little weak in it um and like like i said the commissioner just stands out as a sore thumb as a guy in modern times wearing the old clothing he doesn't look grizzly or like he doesn't look like he should be there he looks like he's from the future and just like playing a part you know and um also like the the switching of like the accents and from from german to english or russian to english just in the middle of a sentence or in the middle of a scene doesn't mesh well with me either it does take me out of it um, so all in all, I'm going to give it a three out of five. Um, for me, I thought it was an enjoyable movie. There was a few things that, like, took we you know discussed, kind of took me out, like the accents just randomly coming and going, and there was a few scenes that were meh. <laughs> um, but there were a lot of good scenes too, and you know I liked a lot of it. Um, basically, what you guys have been saying here. But overall, I'd probably give it a 3.5. Alright, so, yeah, like I said earlier, I actually really enjoyed the movie. The things with the, like, the, the slow parts in the middle and, like, the love triangle, that didn't bother me too much, because as soon as I realized that was happening, I was like, oh, okay, so yeah, this is just like a, a Hollywoodization of this, this story, so I was like, I was kind of like able to just kind of put it out of my mind and not let it bother me and I was just okay you know let's get on to the next confrontation and you know just waiting for the moment of the next sniper battle to happen and you know it kind of kept me going I it, the movie overall kept me entertained and like I said the final confrontation uh not saying that it was a bad scene but I it just kind of left a lot to be desired because all the other confrontations were like so cool and so tense that that one just kind of ended abruptly and you know like we talked about the major kind of did something that you know i don't think he would do considering all the things that a character has shown that he knows how to do so thus far it just didn't really make too much sense but overall i know i did enjoy this a lot and i would definitely watch it again and uh, i would give it a four out of five all right wow i'm the us. lowest rating on yeah. a world war ii movie oh my god <laughs> Is Yummy the new meme? No. Wow. <laughs> he just got high standards for World War movies. Exactly, that's, that's it. <laughs> All right. 
Well, what do you got for next week, Tay? Two weeks. <laughs> so, two, in two, two weeks. weeks. So this is a movie I've never seen. I've heard pretty good things about it. So I decided, you know what, let's, let's give it a try. It's called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Directed by Ty- Tyler Nielsen and Michael Schwartz. Also written by them. Stars Zach uh, Gottsagen, Ann Owens, Dakota Johnson, Bruce Stern's favorite, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> um, uh, so basically, uh, it's a very short description. Zach's, uh, Zach runs away from his care home to make his dream of becoming a wrestler come true. What's the name of this movie? The Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay, you got to type that in group chat because I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> That's I fair. did actually watch this. Uh, I think like near when, the time when it came out. Yeah, it came out in 2019. It's been on my watch list since 2019. So yeah, mine I'll too. finally get, get around to watching it. So I'll be the only one that has seen it. Okay, that's that'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that I would like to mention. Um, I don't like Shia LaBeouf anymore. <laughs> because I know you um, don't. <laughs> he had some things come out about how he was. Uh, harming dogs and that's just mm. crosses yeah. a line for me like no other um, so i'm going to try and keep that out of my mind while i'm watching the movie but yeah because i used to be i mean I, I even back during when we were reviewing fury like i still liked him as an actor but now it's like yeah <sighs> well it's just recent you blew it then? yeah it's pretty i mean the allegations came out uh probably about half a year ago now mm. i don't remember well, I wish I had seen this movie before those allegations. <laughs> but yeah, let's just we'll just you know we'll just keep that out of our mind while we watch yeah. it, and we'll review it well, as we do. Well, putting it in my mind. Yeah, you put it I, in our mind. Well, I have to say something because you said everyone loves Shia LaBeouf, and I had. Oh, I, had I, to... I was saying that sarcastically because I thought you hated it. No, yeah. I thought I might. I thought I might as well put it out there just so you guys know, and the mm-hmm. listeners know. Yeah. Yes. Alright. We do not condone dog beaters. Anyway, if you guys I don't know. If you guys don't don't want to be spoiled for the Peanut Butter Falcon from twenty nineteen, watch it before uh, the episode premieres in about two weeks. And uh, we'll talk about it then in more detail, of course. Um and don't forget uh, to put your movies in for the fan vote. Now we haven't revealed what we're doing this week yet, but I was f- I figure we'll wait until Callus's episode to talk about it. But there will not be a fan vote for this uh, set of episodes because we're doing something special for our episode number 50. So stay tuned for information about that in about two episodes. And Exciting. does anyone else uh, have anything they want to add in before we end the show? No, I think I'm good. Go Browns for finally at football season. Almost. Go film comrades. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go comrades. Alrighty, well I am Yemi the Ferret, and I've been here with I've been here with Pretty Waffles. Hey mission. Just Callus. <laughs> and uh, we are film freaks with a C. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Later. Sorry, I lagged out there. Yeah, I thought you because I moved, you flashed green for a second. I was like, wait, did I just not hear? Did, did it not go? Yeah, I thought I just got cut off or something. <laughs> <laughs>